Are you tired and worn out all the time? Are you always feeling tense and anxious? Do you crave salty foods? Then you could have adrenal fatigue. Well, that is to say you could have it if it was actually recognized as a legitimate medical condition. In this podcast, I'll explain what your adrenal glands do, look closer at the alternative health diagnosis of adrenal fatigue, and compare that to known medical conditions that do certainly affect your adrenal glands. Welcome to the Thinking Nutrition Podcast. My name is Tim Crow, and I'm a career researcher, educator, and science communicator with most of this spend in the field of nutrition. How do you make sense of so much conflicting information in the field of nutrition? While I don't profess to have all the answers in an area that is continually changing as research changes, you can count on what is covered in this podcast to be based on the whole field of nutrition science, not just selective areas that support a particular way of thinking. And this podcast will always be free from any commercial product tie-ins, endorsements or advertisements. Just credible nutrition science presented in plain and simple language and then translating this into what it means for your health. So on with today's show. Adrenal fatigue seems to be a solution to a problem in giving a name to a shopping list of chronic health problems, all caused by exposure to stress, poor lifestyle habits, and lack of sleep. Now, don't go looking for it in any medical textbooks, though. It's a disease label that is most prominent in the complementary and alternative health world. Adrenal fatigue has not been recognized by any endocrinology societies around the world, as they rightly claim that there is little evidence for the existence of this syndrome. The term adrenal fatigue was coined, or should that be invented, in 1998 by James Wilson, a chiropractor and naturopath. It is described as a group of related signs and symptoms that happen when the adrenal glands function below their normal level. Now, too much stress is certainly not good for us. But can it really overwork and wear out our adrenal glands? First things first, and a bit of a physiology refresh. Your adrenals are two small glands that sit on top of your kidneys. They produce several vital hormones, among them the key stress hormone, cortisol. Cortisol plays an important role in several things your body does, such as managing how your body uses carbohydrates, fats and proteins, It also helps reduce inflammation, regulates your blood pressure, and increases your blood sugar. Now, the adrenal fatigue theory says that prolonged exposure to stress and poor sleep can drain the adrenals, leading to a low cortisol state. The result, the classic adrenal fatigue symptoms of fatigue, brain fog, low energy, insomnia, joint pain, depressive mood, salt and sweet cravings, lightheadedness, and a bunch of other vague symptoms. Many of these symptoms are so general that they can apply to many diseases and conditions. Or they could just stem from the normal stresses of everyday life. Depression, fibromyalgia, and hypothyroidism all would have a lot of overlap with the purported symptoms of adrenal fatigue. So first key point, You can't diagnose adrenal fatigue by just checking off a symptom checklist. And just to pull in a bit more science here, a systematic review of 58 studies 
aimed to verify if there was any medical evidence for the substantiation of adrenal fatigue as a disease. And the finding, the literature was full of conflicting results with little proof that the condition actually exists. In fact, the review authors put the onus of proof back on those promoting adrenal fatigue as a disease. And I'll link to this review in the show notes. Let's take a detour now into a very real disease of the adrenal glands that you can read about in any medical textbook or endocrinology textbook in the world. It's called Addison's disease, which is a rare but serious adrenal gland disorder in which the body can't produce enough of two critical hormones, cortisol and aldosterone. Now, cortisol I've already covered, while the other guy, aldosterone, regulates the balance of sodium and potassium in the blood. This in turn controls the amount of fluid the kidneys remove as urine, which affects blood volume and blood pressure. Addison's disease is also called primary adrenal insufficiency. A related disorder, secondary adrenal insufficiency, occurs when the pituitary gland in the brain does not secrete of enough of a hormone called ACTH. ACTH activates the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. Note that adrenal insufficiency is not the same as adrenal fatigue, as the cause of the adrenal insufficiency in Addison's disease can be from damage to the adrenal glands, an autoimmune response, as well as from infection. Addison's disease occurs in all age groups and both sexes, and it can be life-threatening. I'll repeat that, it can be life-threatening. Addison's disease symptoms usually develop slowly, over several months. Signs and symptoms may include extreme fatigue, weight loss and decreased appetite, craving salty food, which is related to the function of aldosterone, which regulates blood sodium, darkening of the skin, low blood pressure, abdominal pain, muscle or joint pains, and even depression. So yes, there are quite a lot of symptoms that overlap with those put forward for adrenal fatigue. But here is the big difference. Addison's disease has robust diagnostic methods to test for it, such as blood tests for sodium, potassium cortisol, and ACTH, as well as diagnostic imaging. ACTH can also be given to a person as a challenge to measure how much cortisol is produced. And treatment of Addison's disease usually requires hormone replacement, possibly for life. Let's compare that to adrenal fatigue, which has no valid diagnostic test, usually questionnaires or some not very accurate tests such as salivary cortisol are used. Although proponents of adrenal fatigue claim that because it is a mild form of adrenal insufficiency caused by chronic stress, existing blood tests aren't sensitive enough to detect such a small decline in adrenal function. But your body is. So how do you know it exists then if you can't test for it, I hear you say? Really good question. So treatment of adrenal fatigue usually involves lifestyle changes to reduce stress, as well as advice to eat better. All good things to do, but none of them can cure or treat Addison's disease. So it is a big stretch to say that any improvement in symptoms of adrenal fatigue are from healing your adrenals. You're just making some positive lifestyle changes. That's all. But back to those general symptoms of tiredness, 
brain fog, fatigue and others. These should be checked out by a doctor first. Anemia, sleep apnea, autoimmune diseases, infections, other hormonal diseases, mental health problems, heart and lung problems, kidney and liver diseases are just some of medical condi- many medical conditions that could cause similar symptoms. So you can see why how giving someone a label of adrenal fatigue can misdirect them from addressing a potentially real and serious underlying condition. The truth is, your adrenal glands don't get tired, and they're perfectly capable of keeping up with your busy, stressful life without wearing out. Most of us could do with more sleep and taking the time to eat better, while we rarely get the chance to fully disconnect and relax. That doesn't mean that you're killing your adrenal glands, as the solution here is to make some positive lifestyle changes not buy expensive supplements and pay for worthless tests because you've been told you have adrenal fatigue. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on if it supports it or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com.au and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow, and you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition. Thinking Nutrition.